Hello, Katawanto. Here come the Pacific waves from RNZ Pacific. Me, Coroy Hawkins. Coming up, a cautionary tale for Pacifica families. Recently, it's been hard to like walk and stuff, getting off the bed and stuff. Yeah. Parents of a child with rheumatic fever urging adults to take sore throats and rashes in children seriously. Also. They get nothing, and they are the only group in this country that does that particular type of work. Pacific-led social and health providers are struggling to get funding support amid the pandemic. If they do that well against against the Reds, that'll be a surprise, but also a very pleasant surprise for all us Fijians. And we take a look at what's coming up in another action-packed weekend of Super Rugby Pacific. The parents of a young boy with rheumatic fever are urging adults, particularly in Pacific communities, to take sore throats and rashes in children seriously. Around 33% of last year's cases were among Pacific peoples in New Zealand. There is currently no vaccine and, if left untreated, can lead to heart disease or death. RNZ Pacific's Lydia Lewis has more. Israel loves dancing and playing rugby with his brothers. But this 13-year-old's whole life has been turned upside down. Recently, it's been hard to, like, walk and stuff, getting up, getting off the bed and stuff, yeah. The Auckland boy was diagnosed with rheumatic fever when he was seven years old. He loves playing rugby league and was in a training session when his dad, Emmanuel Niemir, noticed something was a bit off. He was acting really weird. For example, just passing the ball, dropping the ball. It was like he was in la-la land. And he's never been like that before. Israel also had a rash. He ended up in Waitakere Hospital for a week in a room with six other children, mostly from Māori and Pacific communities. His twin brother, Uriah, says it was a real shock. It's actually quite sad, actually. Yeah, we're very close. I usually just like ask him if he's all right and that, seeing if he needs help with anything. Yeah, you know, just checking on him whenever, like, he's in pain or that. It turned out Israel had a small leak in his heart. His parents had no idea what rheumatic fever was until they were handed a booklet. For Israel, it means ongoing treatment, including very unpleasant injections. Uh, when I first got the job at the hospital, it was uh, really painful, it was stinging. After when they pulled it out in that. Right now, it's the only option to avoid acute rheumatic fever turning into rheumatic heart disease, which could end up with open heart surgery. These painful injections are given every month for 10 years or more, and some people actually end up having them for the rest of their lives. Dr. Diane Sikapautonu from the Rheumatic Fever and Penicillin Research Program is looking to develop a new penicillin injection, which is more acceptable to patients, something Israel's mum, Jenny, says would bring her great comfort. I hate seeing him in pain because, you know, you just want to take that pain so he doesn't have to feel it. Israel's been lucky in the sense that his disease was caught early. His parents noticed something was up and acted. It gives him the chance to dream. My dream is to make it into the NRL. Roger Tuivasa-Shek, he really inspired me. 
Early diagnosis is something the Minister for Pacific Peoples, Albedo Williams Seo, wishes could happen in all cases, or even better, for the disease to be avoided entirely, because it is preventable. The approach that the government has taken, which I've led for Pacifica, is the well-being holistic approach, because poverty and deprivation contribute to a number of illnesses, including rheumatic fever. And what we have done as a government is to ensure that where the system is failing, and there's a lot of evidence for that in the, for the past several decades, we've got to then target the specific support to address and, and accelerate our response to the very vulnerable and the very needy. Albito Williams Seal was 15 years old when he was diagnosed with rheumatic fever. Like Israel, he too had dreams of being a sports star, but he spent a lot of time in bed, three months in fact. It was just debilitating. I was feeling pain in my joints and I just didn't know why. He wants to emphasise the importance of catching the signs early to make sure your child has the best chance at life. What I didn't do at that time was to talk to somebody about the pain I was feeling in my joints and just shrugged it off as sort of knocks from sports. If you're ever feeling not quite sure about your body, talk to somebody that you trust. Let them know how your body's feeling and and the concerns that you might have because I think that will ensure that you get the support and help that you might need. The University of Auckland's medical faculty is working on developing a vaccine to help prevent rheumatic fever. The government has invested $10 million towards it. Efforts to obtain government funding to ramp up support for Pacific families in New Zealand during the pandemic is proving difficult for some Pacific-led social and health providers. Susana Suisuiki has the story. Dave Letelli, the founder of a food share service Butterbean Movement, says Pacific providers working on the ground to assist Pacific families are always fighting for scraps. So many, oh man, I didn't realise how bad it was until all the messages started flooding in. There's so many groups doing amazing work and you'll be surprised there's some, there's some particular Pacific Island groups, right, that are the only Pacific group that do that particular piece of work and I won't go into it but they get nothing and they are the only group in this country that does that particular type of work. Lower Hutt Pacific Health Service Executive Director Nanai Moao said Pacific-led health services would continue to struggle to receive funding due to not being seen as equal to primary health care providers. If you look at the way funding has gone to general practices, to primary health organisations, that is nowhere near um, what what we're getting at the moment um, to actually provide a, a comprehensive uh, wraparound services for our families and, our, and, and those vulnerable families out there. The Ministry of Health's response to the Omicron outbreak assumes that people will be able to look after themselves while in isolation. But for many multi-generational Pacific families with only one or two main revenue earners, the need for help while in isolation is greater. Papai Tehowara spokesperson Emmeline Pickering-Martin said the needs of Pacific families while in isolation was not just food, but also medical supplies, paying bills, 
and keeping young people engaged in school. Her organization works hard to help struggling families, but she says there are so many and they do not have the resources to help them all. And just last month, we had a Back to Kura initiative, which we funded, was partially funded through their MRE money, um, and that in that we had uh, $75,000 in that we could only help, I think it ended up being about 70 Fano, but we had over 2,000 applications. Pickering Martin says when Hapai Te Huwara approached the Ministry for Pacific Peoples for funding to support Pacific school students, they were told the funds were already distributed. If we really want to get to grassroots and redistribute that money back to the community directly, I feel like we're missing something in between MPP, the larger Pacific organisations, and then those who are on the ground doing the actual mahi. Pacifica Disability Health Provider Wakatautua is one of these large organisations. Its general manager, Lara Dolan, says the experiences with obtaining government support had been positive. We have very good relationships with Ministry of Social Development and Ministry of Health, and they have been very responsive to meet our needs and meet community needs. But saying that, we are very mindful that some of Pacific family have not recovered from lockdowns. A Pacific social service worker who did not want to be named said that accreditation played a huge part in providers obtaining funds. The Ministry for Pacific Peoples were approached for comment but have advised they will respond after an announcement the minister will be making next week in relation to these issues. Despite COVID-19 thinning the ranks of some squads, it's all set to be another action-packed weekend of Super Rugby Pacific. Mohana Pacifica, a third time unlucky with their match against the Hurricanes now off the cards because of COVID. Meanwhile, the Fijian draw will still be amped up after their maiden win in the competition last week, but facing some serious metal in a red squad that are 3-4-3 three three so far. And at Pacific Digital Journalist Sri Krishnamurthy has been covering the competition for us and he joins me now. Bula Sri, so walk us through some of the upcoming games. Well, first, first of all, it is the Blues versus Highlanders. As you well know, the Highlanders had COVID problems early in the week and the Blues have had COVID problems. So that's going to make it very interesting. And also Roger Tuvasha Shek is out and so is Harry Plummer. Harry Plummer went under the knife for, for shoulder surgery. And they, they should know the extent of a Roger T. Wasashek's injury by, the, by next week. Coming up, we've got the um, Chiefs against the Crusaders at 7 p.m. in um, Orange Theory Stadium in Christchurch. So that's going to be a very interesting game because both the teams look like they're fired up for tomorrow. Especially for the Crusaders, this is going to be a very important game because they'll be playing at home for the first time. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. And also after that game, the Rebels play the Brumbies in Australia. And that's going to be... Uh, a one-sided contest um, by the looks of things because the Rebels haven't made any dent in any other sides they've faced this year. And, and they even Sunday, lost to the, the Ndroa, which is coming up uh, on a, a difficult match for them this weekend. Yes, they are. I mean, the Reds are playing the Ndroa and that should be an exciting game because, as we all know, the Fijian teams run the ball quite well if they get position and if they respect the ball. Whereas the Reds are laden with Wallabies and also the first 5-8. Um, Teti Teotela, who's playing his second game for the draw, but it's first time to be up against the Reds, a team which with he has been since 2018. And he also made his test debut against the Barbarians in 2019 on the Northern Tour. Yes, and um, any changes to the draw lineup this weekend? 
Yes, and, and they should have three debutants sitting on the on the bench. All of them are forwards. Yeah, that this should be an exciting game. As long as the draw can respect the ball and keep the position, they could make some inroads against the Reds, and, and that would be a very interesting game because the Reds, of course, are unbeaten um, this year and were champions last year of this Australian conference. They're three from three, aren't they? It's going to be going to be a tough match for them to draw. For sure. And, and the world has played the force on Sunday. It's likely to be a very interesting game because they, they both match up pretty well. And um, more on the Pacifica, um, lucked out again with COVID. Yes, this is the third game that's been postponed on them. And that was against the Hurricanes because the Hurricanes too have got COVID issues. And thankfully, more on the Pacifica is over their COVID issues. Cool. And you've been following these matches closely. What do you think so far of the, the debut for the Moana Pacifica and the Droa? Oh, it's it's been very good for the Moana Pacifica team. I mean, they they really shocked the Crusaders 33-12. And in fact, the Crusaders were very lucky to get their bonus point from the from the try on the, on the final minute. And so um, Moana Pacifica are tracking really well. And they're really surprised because the preseason game, they lost to the Chiefs 66-12. That was a bit of a disappointment, but... They've really come into their own now, and then they're starting to find their feet. And by the looks of things, they're on the tougher side of the draw with the New Zealand teams as opposed to the Fijian draw, which is which is on the Australian side of things. And the draw, they've got to win. So that I think some some of the uh, experts were tipping them not to get a win, either team to get a win at all for their debut yeah. season. Yeah, that was a real big surprise last Friday night when they came up against um, the Rebels and they hammered the Rebels 31-26 which is a very exciting win for them and a very good thing for Coach McBurn, who has been a skills coach for the All Blacks for almost 10 years, including two World Cups with the, with the All Blacks. And and finally, maybe just finishing on, on the women, that we've had some uh, uh, debut for the Fijiana draw? Yeah, the Fijiana draw played very well last week against the Rebels, and they beat them 66-6. And so th- that, was a re- that was a really um, telling statistic. And... To be honest, I mean, if if they do if they do that well against the against the Reds, that'll be a surprise, but also a very pleasant surprise for all us Fijians. Awesome, Will. Uh, look for, looking forward to to your coverage of, of the games going over the weekend into into next week. That brings us to the end of Pacific Waves for today. Remember, you can download us free to your device from Spotify, iHeart, or Apple Podcasts. And if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can also find us. Look at me for that next time more.